Hang on to your hats. We're coming to you with a very special episode. Welcome again to It Doesn't Take a Genius, conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view. Here are your hosts, my friends, Max and Marty. I think that's Mark and Mike. Yeah, whatever. Well, hello there to the It Doesn't Take a Genius listening audience, both of you. Uh, we are uh, excited to bring you another experiment uh, this week, uh, and we would love your feedback on what you think of uh, this. Uh, so we've been doing some interviews. Last week we had Matthew Bramer, uh, the uh, lecturer from Baylor, who is an expert not just in organization development, but also in public relations. Uh, this time around, we're also dipping into education, but in a completely different way. Uh, so uh, this is just a solo show uh, with yours truly. Um, today, instead of Mike and I interviewing each other, I want to introduce you to a tool. I think uh, this tool will appeal to you if you are uh, one of two groups. So let me let me give you the uh, the lowdown on this. So the the first group is anybody who wants to make sure that they think things through. If you're the kind of person who wants to think things through, this is for you. H- have you ever left a work meeting? where uh, you were trying to make a decision and you found yourself saying, you know, uh, we, sh- we should have talked about such and such. You know, why didn't that come up? Why didn't we think of that in the moment? Um, or maybe, you know, you think you've decided something in the meeting, but then you have to have another meeting later on just to clarify uh, because you hadn't thought it through, right? And we do this in our uh, personal lives too, in our, in our own uh, individual decisions uh, where we just say, man, I just really didn't think that all the way through. So that's the first group. Uh, Just in case I've left anybody out, let me give you the second group. The second group is anybody who feels like they have to communicate. Um, Or if you want to really be specific, they they need to persuade. Um, Maybe it's persuading a customer. Uh, Maybe it's persuading an employee. Uh, Maybe a boss. Maybe a family member. Uh, Maybe uh, a peer. Um, Maybe it's an organization. Maybe you're a team, an organization, uh, who needs to influence an entire group, um, uh, whether it's uh, you know a, a market uh, or an industry or a regulating body or what have you. Um, and in fact, Matthew Bramer, uh, last week, that's exactly what we talked about, right? When we talked about public relations, that uh, in order to have a good relationship with your many publics, uh, you have to, as an organization, uh, communicate with them, right? So, so yeah. If you're in the second group, uh, that means you uh, need to communicate with people and persuade folks. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that this is a tool that appeals to everybody. And it has a very interesting backstory of uh, how it came about. Um, so we're going to have to go all the way back to uh, the Roman Empire, uh, to uh, the 300s and 400s uh, AD. Um, and talk about one of the very early church fathers uh, of Christianity, uh, St. Augustine of Hippo. Um, So like I said, he lived in the 300s, died in the 400s during the Roman Empire, and before his uh, conversion to Christianity, he was a professor. He was a professor of rhetoric. So we're going to be talking about a very specific uh, tool uh, that is used in rhetoric, but I better tell you a little bit about rhetoric first so that this makes sense because we, we say the word rhetoric nowadays and you usually think about you know a politician and his rhetoric or 
you know, at worst, something like, uh, you know, Adolf Hitler and his rhetoric against the Jews or what have you. And uh, that's not at all what the classical definition of rhetoric was. Uh, rhetoric was one, uh, is one, of the seven liberal arts. Um, and they are called liberal, uh, not because they're left-wing, but because uh, they're the skills uh, that are taught to free citizens. Back in the day, they were only taught to free citizens. Um, slaves were not allowed to learn these things. Um, they are the skills you need to be a liberated human. Uh, in other words, we're not going to let you be a slave. You're not going to be a slave to, uh, to a despot. Uh, you're not going to be a slave to a crafty marketing message. Um, heck, you're not even going to be a slave to your own passions. Uh, Augustine talked about this, that you'd have your, your loves ordered correctly. You know, God, family, and things below that. Um, so, so that's what the liberal arts were uh, intended to be about, was to help you be a free person, a liberated person. The Romans uh, took that from the Greeks and, and really celebrated uh, the liberal arts as you know, the skills uh, one needs to be liberated. And so Augustine is a part of this tradition, right? And then he becomes a Christian, and he says, wow, we really need to keep this as part of what we do, even within the church, uh, within Western civilization, we would say now. Um, we really need these liberal arts to be part of how we educate our citizens, because we want our people to be free. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm painting a pretty broad brushstroke here, but that's what rhetoric uh, is intended to be. I've, I've heard a modern definition that rhetoric is decision-making in community. We'll get into that a little bit, uh, but just think of it as the idea that this is the liberal art, the liberating art of persuasion. And in fact, Aristotle said it was the skill of finding all the available means of persuasion. And Aristotle died in the 300s BC. So, so yes, this is a very old art. Um, Aristotle, in fact, had a handbook for his students uh, that he created uh, around rhetoric. And there's one particular tool he mentions that has uses far beyond, you know, just influencing others and, and communicating like we're talking about today. Um, and so I want to share that with you. Um, it was in the first real element of practicing good rhetoric. It was called the canon of invention. And uh, the idea was that, you know, if you needed to communicate or persuade on a particular subject, you probably ought to know as much as you can about it. And so you want to create an inventory of all the things you know about it. And that's, that's where we get the, the word canon of invention. It's invention as in, in an inventory of all the things you know. And uh, there was a main tool to do that uh, called the common topics. So that is my uh, setup uh, for all the reasons you might be interested in a little tool called the common topics. Um, Think topics as in topography, right? A topographical map shows you all the different levels and elevations of a mountain range or, or whatever's on the map. Um, you would use the common topics, these topographies, to get a view of whatever your subject is from all the elevations, top to bottom. Um, and in modern practice, uh, there are five common topics, five specific elevations to visit, um, really five sets of questions you can ask yourself or your team 
uh, to ensure that you've looked at the topic from every vantage point. So let me quickly give you those five common topics and then I'll give you a little bit of detail on each and we've got a handout available to you as well on the website. Uh, so the five common topics are definition, comparison, relationship, circumstance, and testimony. So I'll say it again, definition, comparison, relationship, circumstance, and testimony. And uh, let me explain uh, what each of them might look like as you use the common topics to uh, prepare for a communication opportunity. So, so let's make up something. Let's, let's pretend that I'm the manager of an employee and I am going to have to talk to them about their poor performance. All right, so, so I'm getting ready for this conversation, this communication. I need to do a little persuading. I'm hoping to uh, help this employee improve their performance. And uh, that means this is a little risky, right? This, this could go off the rails. I really want it to go well. Um, so I'm gonna use the common topics to ensure that I've thought it through, all right? So as I describe each of the five common topics, notice um, that I'll give you some, some sort of sample questions, but there's really no definitive list under each of these five as to, you know, here are the questions you ask at this point and here are the questions you ask on point two. The main thing is that you try to go to each of these five vantage points in some way to fully think something through. So, so let's start with definition, uh, the common topic of de definition. And to use this topic, I might ask myself, what exactly do I mean by poor performance? Let's give ourselves a definition of poor performance. Um, I could spend some time thinking through you know, what exactly it is that is poor in this scenario with this employee. Uh, what are the things I'm noticing that are leading me to this conclusion? Um, I could ask myself, you know, what the elements of his performance are. Um, maybe the good things and the, the things that are not so good. Um, what am I hearing him say? What am I observing him do? Um, in all of this, what I'm doing is defining what exactly poor, poor performance looks like. So I'm using the common topic of definition to define poor performance. I could use it in other ways too, but that's what I'm going to choose for this. So next up, the common topic of comparison. Um, and, and this common topic is exactly what it sounds like. We're going to do some comparing. Um, I might make a list of all the expectations that I have or that the uh, uh, role, the job requirement, uh, uh, job description has uh, for this particular employee and then compare it to uh, the reports on that employee that demonstrate how he's meeting those expectations or not. Um, uh, how is he like what's expected of him in his role? And how is he different from what's expected of him in his role? And, and here's the really big one to me. The differences that I'm noticing, are they differences of degrees or are they differences of kind? Like, the, like that it's a completely different kind of thing. Um, so a, a difference of degree or a difference that, that's just a completely different kind of thing. For instance, am I seeing that he's great when talking to clients and he just doesn't talk to enough clients? He needs to be talking more, right? It's a difference of degree that he just, he, he, he talks not enough and I want him to talk more. Or is he talking to clients in a way that is really against our 
uh, company policies, our culture. Uh, it's it's not our, our standards for customer treatment. Um, it's just completely different from how our organization expects it to happen. Um, that's comparison. So the common topic of comparison. Um, so we're on to a third common topic. And this one's quite different from comparison, even though it's going to sound similar. Relationship. In other words, what might be the cause of his performance? That's a way we could use relationship. We're looking at cause and effect um, and uh, the impacts things have. Um, take the example of him talking to clients in a completely different way to what we expect. Is it possible, is it perhaps caused by the fact that he learned behaviors in a previous job, a previous employer that he has carried over to, to this job? He's got some learned behaviors uh, that are bad habits uh, as far as our workplace is concerned. Um, we could also ask what impact is this behavior having on the workplace? What impact is it having on the customers? What impact is it having on fellow employees? Um, we might even go a step further and think through what the effect will be of me having this conversation with him. Um, how might he react? Uh, what should I prepare myself for? These are all relationships between different events, uh, different uh, uh, aspects of this, the subject we're studying, which in our case just happens to be poor performance of an employee. Um, another common topic, circumstance, opens up a completely different set of insights. Um, I'm trying to get to the bottom of what else is going on related to the subject. Uh, so for instance, what circumstances led to the poor performance, such as um, a lack of training, perhaps, uh, or maybe a lack of me setting expectations? Those might be circumstances that are leading to poor performance. Um, when the poor performance is happening, uh, what else is happening um, in, in the workplace, for instance? Uh, I'm thinking there, like, maybe there's a, a certain day of the week or time of day uh, that this employee tends to have problems, and that's when we see the poor performance. Um, in the course of looking at the common talk of, topic of circumstance, I might realize that all this poor performance that's been happening really just happens when the employee is uh, alone and doesn't have backup or doesn't have uh, uh, an expert uh, uh, peer who he can lean on to uh, help him understand things. Uh, maybe they're getting overwhelmed at certain points in the day. Um, that's circumstance. And then the final one is the topic of testimony. And in all subjects, there are testimonies I can refer to. Um, maybe it's expert opinions. Uh, maybe it's uh, market research. Maybe it's scientific research, uh, psychological research. Maybe it's eyewitness statements from uh, coworkers. Um, all of this may be available to me. Uh, for instance, I might look at the testimony of customers in uh, the comments they leave on our customer surveys. Um, I might look at uh, my industry's benchmark metrics and uh, maybe even internal uh, benchmarks that I can make about uh, the average employee in this uh, particular employee's role. Uh, you know, what, what are their numbers? Uh, what, what are their performances? I might, in, in truth, uh, think through my own past experiences and what that tells me uh, about this particular employee's 
uh, role in performance. So that's testimony. So those are the five topics. Definition, what, what is it exactly that we're talking about? Comparison, I'm looking for comparisons and contrasts, uh, how things are alike or similar uh, or different uh, between uh, uh, subjects that uh, I'm, I'm studying. Um, I'm looking at relationship, kind of cause and effect. I'm looking at circumstance, what's going on in the bigger picture. And I'm looking at testimony, what are some things that I could use as um, sort of authority uh, for me uh, about this uh, thing we're talking about. That's going to really help me prepare much, much more strongly uh, for that hard conversation I have to, to have. But this works with anything. You could apply this to uh, putting together a public relations campaign um, or uh, a marketing campaign or um, going to market with a, a new product or service. Um, you could apply it to how you do onboarding. All of these uh, would be uh, valuable vantage points to better think through and have a stronger persuasive communication when you do actually go and communicate and have good rhetoric. Uh, so we have more to say on this. Uh, we actually have a free download on the HipSocket website's uh, resources page uh, so that you can sort of explore this some more. Um, the handout includes sample questions for each of the five uh, topics. Um, and, and I'll uh, throw in a, a link in the show notes uh, when this uh, drops. Um, and speaking of dropping, don't forget to drop your finger on that like and subscribe button and, and the bell if, if you're on YouTube. I think that's another thing that people say at the end of these videos. You know, smash that like and subscribe button. So we, we would uh, love to have you do that and share this with anybody you think it would help. Um, but uh, until next time, I'm going to turn it over to our faithful voiceover talent uh, who really has, uh, um, we really should just have him just, you know, narrate everything we say because it sounds better. Um, but that would be poor rhetoric, wouldn't it? Because it wouldn't be very authentic. So anyway, take it away, John. And that's a wrap. The musings of Mark and Mike. No rights reserved, etc. Feel free to share and discuss what you heard today. Even claim the ideas as your own. <laughs> Who'd want to do that? See you next time on It Doesn't Take a Genius. Thanks. That's good enough.